Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Jeff Henderson. Have you ever had an idea and wondered, should I quit my day job and go pursue this? I think every launcher has had that dilemma in some form or fashion. Should I pursue this idea? Should I pursue this career? Should I launch this new idea? Should I even tell someone my new idea? Well, that was exactly the situation Carissa Norfleet found herself in just a few years ago. She was working in corporate America, but had this idea of starting her own business. And so today, I want to invite you into her story and her husband Joey's story as they left corporate America and actually launched a mini donut business. That's right. It's called Simply Done Donuts here in Duluth. They started as a food truck, and they would go around and have been for over two years now just trying to sell this concept at different events, movie theater lots, and all sorts of different community festivals and events. And three months ago, they actually opened up their very first Simply Done Donuts retail spot. Now, what Carissa is going to tell you is the very exciting moments and some of the most challenging moments that she has had as a launcher. But our hope today is as you hear her story, you're going to be inspired and you're going to be challenged and you're going to be encouraged to take that idea turn it into reality and sustain it, much like Carissa and Joey have done with Simply Done Donuts. So to do that today, I want to take you back to that moment at corporate America at AT AT&T when Carissa had this idea and eventually left her job to start Simply Done Donuts. Here's the story of Carissa and Simply Done Donuts. So, Carissa, take me back to you're at AT&T, and you've got a steady paycheck, and you had this idea. So tell me about that decision-making process and what caused you to move from corporate America to Simply Done Donuts. Uh, craziness. Um, <laughs> really hating my job, probably. <laughs> but um, honestly, it was just turning 30, and which felt like a really big milestone at that point in time. And I just really wanted a change of pace and I wanted to work for me. And I knew I was capable of so much more than what I was doing at my, my day job. Uh, my boss and I, we, we had our struggles. Uh, we worked well together, but um, didn't always see eye to eye. And the workload was um, either a lot or too little and really wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea, so to speak. So I hit 30 and it dawned on me. I was like, you know, I've always had this idea of doing donuts in Atlanta because when we moved from Texas, we we quickly noticed, okay, there's no mom and pop donut shops here. And I didn't know why. It just seemed to be run by Duncan and Krispy Kreme. So after remembering that, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to talk to Joey, my husband and my mom and see what they think about this. And my mom was all for it. Um, and her first thing was like, don't do a store, do, do a food truck, because they were big in Texas. At that time, they were already big here in Atlanta as well. So Joey and I started researching it a little bit and uh, quickly saw there wasn't a donut truck in Atlanta, which kind of gives us a leg up. Um, and then that way we could kind of test out and see what people thought of our product before investing so much money into a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Um, Plus, we could go to all these different communities and and test and see 
where the best response is, um, so to speak. So we kind of ran with that for about two years, and I did work AT&T during those uh, two years, um, and then finally um, quit and left my day job. So even though I wanted to quit at 30, I wasn't able to until right. I was about 32. <laughs> but uh, mission accomplished. That's great. Tell me about your conversation with your husband, Joey. He probably was like, if I recall, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Just very nonchalant, <laughs> super supportive. He's like, well, you know, be, being a food truck, we could do nights, weekends, and you can work your daytime job. And um, we didn't just see how it goes from there. So he was kind of going to be my maintenance guy, my second hand in all of this. And so I had to make sure he was okay with it. And he was nothing but supportive. So, yeah, we kind of jumped in it together. And he had a flexible schedule um, owning his own business. So um, for him, it was it, there wasn't a huge adjustment. So it could fit with his schedule. And uh, we made it work. And I, and I love the dichotomy of his business. Tell our listeners what he was doing in the day and what he I was doing at night. Yeah, I didn't know if I should say. Um, but he, funny enough, he is a personal trainer. So we're very big believers in uh, enjoying life, enjoying food. But um, we do work out. We take care of ourselves. And um, kind of another reason why I went for the mini donut aspect of all <laughs> this. Because, I mean, let's face it, I, I'm from Texas and everything is bigger in Texas. Food is, they give too much on a plate. So um, I went the opposite route. Um, and then this way, you know, you get to sample more. You don't feel as bad. It's a good opportunity to kind of make it adventurous when you're in the shop and try a bunch of different things and have an experience with other people as well. That's, that's, that's so awesome. I love the fact that he was on both ends of the spectrum there. So yes. that's great. Now, one of the things we don't talk about here is just the, which we need to, is just the details of, okay, I'm going to launch. I've got this idea, launch it. There's just the business license, business operating, all that kind of stuff. Did you just do that on your own? Did you find a lawyer? I mean, let's talk details for a little bit for our, for our launchers out there. Um, hopefully this part doesn't get too boring for you. I did it all on my own and okay. I'm, Honestly, the way I phrase it is it felt like a college project on steroids. Wow. So um, I went to, to college for business school, and um, I had forgotten, actually, a lot of things. So when I decided to do this, I kind of just hit the ground running. Atlanta has a ton of food trucks and a good community of food truck owners. So I was able to reach out and um, sign up with the coalitions and start gathering information from everyone. And they were all super supportive and kind of led me in the right direction. I certainly couldn't afford any uh, lawyers by any means, but I kind of just started navigating the waters. And as soon as I started asking all the right questions and meeting people, then it seemed like things were just kind of landing in my lap. I was finding out the info I needed to. Right. Um, and it kind of all just started with asking questions, basically. And um, now when it came to the brick-and-mortar store, that was a whole different experience. Right. But as far as food trucks go, um, Atlanta is a very difficult city for a food truck to exist in. And every county is different. Um, you need different permits, different licenses. And as a, a food truck community, we're working with the city of Atlanta to hopefully change things like that. So give us the timeline. So you, 
terms of your food truck. So you leave AT&T, and how long were you doing the food truck before you opened your first retail spot? The food truck um, had been going for two years. At two years, we actually opened up our storefront. And so now our storefront has been open for a little over three months. So tell us the difference uh, of the store on wheels and the store permanent. Um, they definitely both have their pros and cons. The, um, obviously, the food truck is very hot in the summer months <laughs> and miserable. Uh, you literally, you'll go to events and you can't step off a truck because it's so busy for 10 hours to go to the restroom. You can't eat. You have long lines and your first priority is taking care of people. Right. Um, so food truck owners, they bust their butts when yeah. they're in there. Um, also, when you're when you go out on the road, you risk traffic, mean people on the road. Um, when you're hauling these things, they're heavy, and people a lot of times don't even stop to think about like what you're driving and maneuvering. You run into all sorts of problems, um, generator issues, weather dependent. So when people come to me and they're like, "I want to start a food truck," I'm like, "You better think really hard because <laughs> there's a lot of issues people don't stop to think about or have never even heard about." Now, the store comes with a lot of overhead, and that's the scary part right. for me. Um, growing the business, keeping the business steady, um, you know, constantly being worried about keeping a good reputation, um, a consistent product. Um, I fear stepping away from the store, so, like, I'm off today um, <laughs> to come chat Thank with you. you. <laughs> um, and it, it does make me nervous because... Um, my staff is new to this and it's not their business. So of course they don't have all the heart in it right. like I do. So that part I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot about, but hopefully there are customers and people out there who understand. And when they go in and have one bad experience, you know, hopefully they'll come try again. And there could always be a reason for, for something being off right. on a given day. Right. Horst Schultze, who the former president of Ritz-Carlton, says there's the 1% jerk factor, you know, that people are just mm -hmm. not going to like original oil paintings on the wall. So yes. <laughs> that's just part of it sometimes with, with opening a business or operating one. And you, you found, it's interesting, you told me that you the store was closed on a holiday recently, but that you actually went on the food truck. So you're even though the store yeah. was closed, you're actually still working. Still so worked, yep. You have to love this, right, to, to do that? or You do. Honestly, um, so Joey, my husband, he runs with the food truck. And um, I kind of manage the store for the most part. So over the holiday, the 4th of July, I scheduled him and I on the truck. It almost felt like we were in a rock band because we were back together again, <laughs> setting the stage. Getting the band the, back together. Yeah, yeah. There, there's this energy that, that came um, back for us. Like we were, we were happy to be on the truck again together because um, we know we work well together. We have fun doing it too. And those moments, we're not having to monitor our staff and constantly having to tell each other what to do. We know we feed off each other. Right. So it was fun. It was a nice change of pace. And, but in order to keep working seven days a week or eight days a week, I should really say, <laughs> um, you have to love what you're doing. And we believe in what we're doing. And it, it's more than just doing donuts. Um, for me personally, this is all about the people, the people um, we're meeting along the way hearing their stories, sharing our stories. Um, I believe we can all help each other 
in one way or another, whether it's a smile, a hug, um, someone want, just wants a good cup of coffee or someone to listen to, I feel like there are ways to help each other and maybe not in the traditional sense. Right. But I'm here doing this to kind of do that for people. I feel like I get something more from that. That's so good. Now, for our launchers out there, a couple of things that Chris has said. Um, first, it's a lot of hard work. So I think sometimes we romanticize uh, innovation and entrepreneurship. It's a lot of hard work. There are a lot of ups and downs. There is a do-it-yourself mentality that, that she and Joey have done to try to figure this out on their own. And the other thing is there's this passion that's driving them. It's, it's, it's a purpose. It's a purpose bigger than them, which, which um, as a customer of theirs, I, I've loved just kind of watching from afar. Now, one of the things that you've had to push through is just something that every watcher has to push through, and that's fear. Mm-hmm. And there's the initial fear of I'm going to leave my steady paycheck to mm-hmm. do this. And then there's the fear of just will the business survive? Will the, yep. will, what will the customer experience be like? We have uh, one of our pastors on staff at Gwinnett Church that says you can either react with fear or respond with trust. So how have you been able to kind of overcome that fear uh, in the big picture of launching this? And then just fear has a tendency to show up every day, at least, or maybe I'm the only one out there. So (laughs) maybe this is a counseling session for Jeff. So how have you been able to push the fears away? Um, Honestly, um, moving too fast to think, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, I, I, let's just move on then, right? Yeah. It's not making, I'm causing you to think about it. <laughs> not saying that people should not think about what they want to do thoroughly. Um, but I do think there is a fine line of thinking too much and too hard about something that it ends up scaring you and you back away. Um, in my life, I've had a tendency to think 30 seconds and then I jump basically. So for me, I just kind of level set owning the business. I have to look at the numbers first and foremost for me. So if I feel comfortable, then I make a decision. If I know I can make it work and I believe with all my heart and I think anything, I can do anything, I'm I'm going for it. So I think for me, it's just kind of quickly assessing, get an overall good picture and then follow your heart. Mm. Keep moving is what you're you're doing. Yeah. Now, I want to pause to talk about the creative part of your business. You've had, you have some of the best names of donuts. You have great donuts, okay. but the, there's my, do you know what my particular favorite one is? No. The, the, the name of it? Uh-uh. And it has to do with men. Oh, the man bait. <laughs> Women love that donut. <laughs> right. So tell, describe the man bait donut and, uh, and what it is. Um, so the man bait, which makes me laugh every time, um, Uh, All the single ladies, they order that one. They always start their day off with that. Um, It's our maple and and bacon, 100% smoked bacon on top. Um, And it is so delicious. I have actually been playing around with the idea of putting an egg on it just to get the whole full (laughs) breakfast experience. Right. Um, But to start, that is, it's delicious and it's fully loaded in my opinion. It's so good. And you've also, in terms of creativity, you actually have a donut milkshake combo. So tell us about that. Well, um, when we started the truck, um, we quickly learned summertime hot donuts because they, they're made fresh on site. Right. We're like, that may not go so well for people because they don't want to eat hot food um, at these festivals. So we're like, let's start adding ice cream on top. So we started doing donut sundaes. 
And then when we started doing the store and planning out the menu, I'm like, um, once upon a time, I had heard Krispy Kreme or someplace do a blended donut and a milkshake. I'm like, well, why can't we do that? So um, we literally now just take our 10 ounces of vanilla ice cream and we blend um, three donuts in there and then we top it with whipped cream and any choice of donut on top. It's so pretty, very sweet, rich, I will say. <laughs> I like to share it personally. I can't, I can't drink it all myself, but it's to die for. So do you come up with the names in these items? Is this a combination of you and Joey? What, how does, uh, in, in, the, in the products, because you have, how many donuts do you have? Um, we're up to 30, and then we do a special flavor of the month, okay. uh, a new one each month. So Joey and I pretty much collaborated on the menu together. Um, a lot of taste testing. We've even tested out grilled cheese donuts, a grilled PB&J, just kind of playing around, which is really, really fun. So it's definitely a, a team effort on the menu. Yeah. And then right now he's all hooked on sausage and gravy and biscuits. <laughs> I mean, uh, and donuts. And um, to kind of play off the whole um, biscuits and sausage gravy thing. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it, but he is trying to convince me otherwise. So maybe we'll keep playing around with that. But he's trying to get it on the menu. That's it has to go through me first. <laughs> so you're the ultimate yes. menu decision maker. Yeah. Okay. All Pretty right. much. What is your top seller, interestingly enough? Um, apple pie. That's okay. what we're known for. And are you experiencing the 80-20 rule that many businesses that uh, of the product, it's really that 20% that's going to generate 80% of the revenue, or are you seeing something different? You know, and it might just be because we're only three months in, but I do feel like we get a lot of new customers every day. But then on the flip side, I feel like we have a lot of regulars. So... I almost feel like it's 50-50. Okay, okay. So uh, the community itself has been so supportive. And um, regulars will come in, even if it's just for a, a cup of coffee, or they'll come in to say hi and just get a couple of little donuts to go. But people seem to have accepted kind of our whole concept mm -hmm. and accepted that um, we're going to be a part of this community. Um, and they, they're realizing what we want to achieve and what we want to do. So I would, I feel like right now it's probably more 50, 50. Okay. Okay. Th that's really interesting for your launchers out there that are actually selling uh, products like this to keep a, keep a product mix to see what that ratio is. Um, speaking of the community, I I've really been a fan of what you're doing in social media. And I've seen a few posts where you're actually bringing people into the community and highlighting them. I think that's really sharp. We, we talked yesterday when you, we were talking about this that social media can take a lot, a lot of time. Yes. So what is your approach to social media? And how have you seen it help you? And then what are you trying to avoid the, the time sensitivity of it yeah. as well? Um, to help with the time aspect, I limit to how many posts I do. Okay. Because <laughs> um, when I first started this, these posts take me an hour to do. And I'm not super creative, I'd say, but I do a lot of studying. You came up with the man bait donut. So oh, that's, gosh, that's pretty good. So. I could come up with names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do a lot of studying of other donut places across the world, coffee shops even, hmm. um, just to see if maybe their artistic skills can rub off on me a little bit. Okay. So that's been helping me a lot. Um, I do maybe two or three posts a week to help me just time manage. Um, and I have a love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> um, in today's world, it helps and it hurts. So, for instance, when one person posts an image that they've 
uh, of donuts they picked up from us, um, it brings in someone else. That is great. I mean, I guess in the olden days, it would be mostly word of mouth. Right. But um, so now it's kind of social media seems to be um, the leader in bringing people in. But on the flip side, as soon as people have a bad experience, they go to social media instead of um, checking in with the manager or the owner first to make things right. And for me, if I have a bad experience, I want to know how they would handle something. So it's definitely, um, I would approach an owner or manager first before ever saying anything bad about a small business because people who do that, they don't realize the effects it has. So that's the struggle I have with social media. And you can do the right thing and reach out to these people and um, offer them to come back in and make things right. But 100% of the time so far for me, they have not taken me up on that. Um, And I genuinely want to make things right. I don't want people to ever feel like I'm ripping them off. Um, I have a a bad product. I want them to understand understand there's a lot of heart and love that goes into this uh, and a lot of sweat equity. So um, I want everybody to walk out those doors feeling good. So, I mean, that, that's just one struggle, but um, there's definitely the good and bad that comes with social media. Right. And I've heard a friend of, a friend of mine, Dave Adamson, he's, he's great at social media. He talks about at least on Instagram, it's probably better not to post twice a week. I mean, it's once or twice a week is probably good um so i think your frequency that, that, that sounds great well based off that maybe i'll go to two then <laughs> bring up my schedule bring up, yeah go, go. that's 50 percent mm-hmm. so um in our remaining few minutes i'd love to talk about what is your what are you most excited about and then what has been your biggest challenge and you t- just talked a little bit about some of that so what, what's let's talk positive what's been the thing that you're most excited about maybe in either of the the you know, the two-year run of the truck or the three-month run of the store, mm-hmm. whatever that would look like. What I am most excited about, I would have to say, is the community mm-hmm. and the people. Um, I love opening the doors in the morning. I love where we work. I love the scenery. I love the houses nearby. I love the purpose behind the city of Duluth. Uh, I feel like I'm part of something good that they're trying to achieve as as a city, as a whole. Yeah. Uh, that, for me, has been the most important thing. Uh, and it's fun because there's something always new going on in Duluth. And they're really trying to achieve... Um, um, I, I can't think of another suburb actually outside of Atlanta besides Decatur. But they're really wanting to make Duluth a destination, a family-oriented, unique experience for people when they uh, come to visit Atlanta or just need a a day trip, so to speak, outside of Atlanta. And then as far as, like, my biggest struggle, I would have to say, would have to be also the, the negative feedback. So... My advice to people out there, certainly if you're starting your own business, just be prepared because you can't make everyone happy. And Joe and I were running the food truck for two years and never had one single complaint. Granted, you're not reaching as many people uh, because you're not open every day on a food truck. So when we opened our doors to hear the the, the one stars and the negative feedback, that was... um, 
that one, that would hurt a lot, especially when you know when you're giving your all. Right. So just keep in mind that you're not going to make everyone happy. And even when you try to, you just have to let those people go. Yeah. and just keep focusing and moving forward. And hopefully you can learn from their feedback and improve things and make yeah. things better. We actually had an episode uh, a while back from fellow launcher, David Farmer. He launched new Chick-fil-A barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. which didn't go over very well. And there was one particular guy that if you search on YouTube, Chick-fil-A, no, no man loses his mind over Chick-fil-A barbecue sauce. This guy's uh, <laughs> video comes to the, and so anyway, so, they actually ended up changing the barbecue sauce, but it's worth you going to YouTube. It'll, I have it, to watch. For all of us, we've all gotten feedback, um, like Chris is talking about. Uh, this will be a good, even at David Farmer, we love you, David, um, is David's expense. But it goes to the point, you can be in business for 50 years like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And, and hey, we're going to change barbecue sauce. And, oh, okay, so you have to react. But um, then there are people that just completely lose their mind and we just kind of let them go on. So for the folks that are outside of Atlanta mm-hmm. and are saying, hey, we want Simply Done Donuts, how do they, can they order? Are you shipping donuts yet? Or maybe That's this is a new product. Says, and okay, she's in, Texas. <laughs> she's in Texas. Okay. So the answer to that is no, no. I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so the great thing about us uh, is we have so many different options. One, we have our donut wagon. Um, So we do, gosh, weddings, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, um, a lot of movie sets, actually. Um, Really? Yes. Like, I guess movies, I mean, so many movies are being shot in Atlanta now. So So they'll just call you and say, hey, come down to. They're really big into food trucks. Um, I got to ask you, have you had any uh, brushes of celebrity fame by doing this? Can you tell us one? Uh, Rebel Wilson. Okay. All right. Vanessa Williams. Okay. Wow. Uh, so there's so they been come a few. to the food truck, or you just see them in passing? They actually have us. They'll pay for us to come out to treat their crew. Really? Yes. And okay. so they'll come eat um, at the truck. And Joey's really good about it because he knows I love um, being part of this. And he'll ask them to come up on the truck, and they pretend they're making donuts with us. And So can you hire me for a day to do that? That's what, yeah. Does everybody ask you that? <laughs> All the time. Because <laughs> okay. we've been um, on the set of Vampire Diaries and the originals, and th- those shows have such big followings that um, people lose their minds wow. when they hear that. So, um, you know, we have the option of the donut wagon, and then our machine in the donut wagon is so cute, but we can actually take it inside venues, um, which we do for weddings a lot. Um and then that way you can actually watch your donuts be made and you can smell it in the place. And then, you know, we have our shop now. We are looking into um, doing delivery options, but in the meantime, people can always order ahead and have uh, services like um, Uber Eats or um, Deal Dash, um, places like that, who will okay. come pick up and deliver. Wow. And the food truck's out quite a bit. Yeah, week, we right? try and keep it busy, yes. Okay. So over the, well, actually, we were on the road for the past seven days straight. So uh, summertime is now, we're into July. Um, It'll start to slow down just because families are coming and going, vacation, school's out. So people leave the city a little bit. But then things pick up uh, around August uh, time frame up until December. Okay. Food truck season usually is hopping until then. And um, yeah, neighborhoods like Alpharetta, Roswell, uh, Dunwoody, and Duluth, they all do do their food truck nights, which are well attended and a lot of fun. Well, I'm just so grateful that you'd be willing to share your story and um, 
you're fa- still fairly new in, but then you've yep. been going for two years and a few True. months. So any final words of wisdom for, let's say there's a launcher out there and it may be in some whatever industry and they, they're sitting at their corporate day job and here you are and you're a role model to go, you know what, go for it. Any, any final words you'd want to sh- share with them? I would say don't hesitate. Do it and live your life with no regrets. And that people probably hear that all the time, but it is so true because I made the decision because I didn't want any regrets. And at the end of the day, you have, I had a lot of work experience. I knew I would be okay. I had a college degree. Um, I could probably get a job either back at work or, um, you know, start fresh someplace else. So I would say just go after it and do it and you'll learn what you're capable of and you'll push yourself so hard. You didn't know you could achieve things you, you didn't know were possible. So, well, I'm a big fan. We're a big fan of what you're doing. Thank so, you. So keep, keep doing what you you're as doing. Well. And tell us how uh, folks can stay in touch with you. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, feel free to, if you have any catering needs or questions or want to find out about the shop, whatever it is, um, send me an email, simplydoneatl at gmail.com, or give me a call at 770-617-8197. Great. And, of course, social media as well. Oh, yeah. Um, um, on social media, we have Instagram, Twitter, um, Yelp, Facebook. Um, our name on all those is Simply Done Donuts. Great. And if you're not in Atlanta, you just need to move here. So, or yes. maybe maybe the next Simply Done will be in Texas for your mom, right? Oh, yeah. she's trying to convince me of that. Trust okay. me. <laughs> Krista, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped move you from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Find more great resources at launchu.net.